0: But it comes basically from waking up in the morning and I have uh, three wonderful kids, eight, five, and three. I look at them and the main question that I ask myself, what kind of world am I living there? Now that worries me. That really worries me. Okay. Um, Because at the end of the day, we can do a lot of things. We can do cyber. We can do gaming. We can do Forex. We can do, you name it. We can do FinTech. It's all fine. Okay. But my main passion and my main question that I wake up every single morning is what am I doing today to leave them a better world? Welcome to
1: 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by Jay Ventures, a community driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Lomitech, and sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Opwest, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and Birthright Excel. Welcome to another episode of 20 Minute Leaders. I'm joined today by Lior Shalev, the CEO of Algeymore, Simply Good. Lior is one of Israel's most passionate voices for transforming society through the combination of tech and social entrepreneurship and promoting the double impact ecosystem in Israel. He is the CEO and co-founder of Algamore, an agrotech startup that grows fresh spirulina, and microalgae as a sustainable food source and plant-based protein. AlgaeMore is addressing the most fundamental global issues of the food tech and agrotech sectors, from malnutrition and food insecurity to the protein gap and implication of industrialized food. Leor Shelev, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're about to talk about one of the most fascinating subjects in the tech ecosystem in the world. So Leo, are you ready to talk about food tech?
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) All
1: right. So before we get to talk about Simply Good, Spirulina, and all the good stuff they're doing in Israel, give me an overview about what is food tech from your perspective.
0: Well, food tech um, is basically the future. I would call it of how we can impact the way we eat, our health, and our uh, ecology around us. Basically, okay. I think we touch ground on all those grounds. And by the way, food tech, agri-tech, biotech, green tech, those are kind of like borderline areas anyway. I mean, they, they they all convene into one main theme. And a lot of the time, by the way, the borders are very, very thin between them. Um, but basically, food tech is, is, is re-engineering and rethinking about how we should eat, what we should eat, and what benefits we get out of it. Now, not only to ourselves, but also to the planet. And I think this is one of the main Kicks for me, basically.
1: Now, if if you're looking at food tech and some of the bigger challenges that the world is facing today, what, what are the what are the some of the interesting things that are happening in the scene of food tech, uh, from what you know?
0: So, so I think I think um, one of the main themes is alternative proteins, of course. Okay, I mean, when we look at uh, the world today, we don't have enough land for the next fifty years to grow our proteins. Okay. If we look at Mm -hmm. the population and what the population will be within the next 50 years, and we look at the land that we have, uh, we need to choose whether we want to grow cattle or whether we want to let people live on those grounds. Now, that's a difficult question. For me, it's an easy question, I must say. Okay, And I think that that's kind of like pushed basically the whole protein industry into building different solutions. So it's imperative to understand that it's not only from the green side, and it's not only from the vegan side, and it's not only from the natural uh, areas that you would think. It actually comes from pure logic, basically, that we don't have enough land to grow the food and the protein that we will need for the next 50 years. That pushes us basically to find different solutions. And in that area, this is the area where we feel very comfortable and where we work. And, and so is this also what,
1: what pushes you to focusing more on, on social tech and sustainability and those areas?
0: So so it's I guess I guess I guess it's part of it. I mean for me, one of the main incentives to do what I do and all I do basically is all about impact. I don't know anything else, I don't do anything else, this is what my passion is. But it comes basically from waking up in the morning and I have uh three wonderful kids, eight, five, and three. I look at them and the main question that I ask myself, what kind of world am I living there? Now that worries me. That really worries me. Okay. Um Because at the end of the day, we can do a lot of things. We can do cyber, we can do gaming, we can do forex, we can do you name it. We can do fintech. It's all fine, okay? But my main passion and my main question that I wake up every single morning is what am I doing today to leave them a better world? And it's simply good I find that answer every single morning, basically. I I think we touch ground on all those different scenarios. Now, I think basically entrepreneurship needs to come from that kind of like gut passion. It has to come from inside. You know, I I couldn't do anything if I wouldn't have that kind of like questions or passion uh, when I'm looking at my kids and thinking, okay, what's going to happen within the next 50 years for them?
1: Right. And so I think that's a perfect segue uh, to talk about Simply Good and and what you're doing there specifically in food tech in Israel.
0: Super, super. So Simply Good basically, um, at Simply Good, I think we basically are Uh, found the best solution or the best converter of sun energy, okay, uh, into protein. We're growing spirulina, fresh spirulina. We're the only company in the world that knows how to grow fresh spirulina. I'll get into that in a minute. But spirulina as a whole is probably one of the best converters that you can find on Earth. It actually grows in very high temperatures. So the desert for us is the best area for us to grow in. When nothing else can grow, no food can actually grow in those areas. You know, 65 Celsius, that's a comfortable, that's a comfortable temperature for us beroline. Okay, um, so first of all, we're using high temperatures and we can grow it in rural areas, in very harsh areas where nothing else can grow. Second, we don't need a lot of land, we don't need a lot of water. 98% of our water are actually recycled, so we're talking about a full circular economy of what we're doing. Not only that, actually the biomass, the beroline itself, which is actually Part of the algae family, but it's in fact actually a bacteria. But try and sell something that is food and call it a bacteria, that's a different story. Uh, It actually multiplies every 24 hours. So think of an agricultural product that actually multiplies itself every 24 hours. Now, not only that, we actually do it across 16 ponds spread across 400 kilometers of Israel, okay? And we harvest every 24 hours the same product over and over and over again, 97% identical batch-to-batch consistency. So it kind of like pushes us away from the agricultural side into like what you would find maybe on the yogurt shelf. When it says 5.3 grams of protein, I can promise you we'll have exactly the same identical product within half a year, which is similar to what we grew half a year ago. Um, So this is kind of like what makes us special anyway.
1: And and so spirulina, what what role does this play in our diet? Because this is something that probably most most people that are listening to this have never heard of.
0: Super super. So so basically, uh, the main ingredient inside our spirulina is actually protein. It's full amino acid. It's a full protein. It's equivalent to an egg actually, which is the best protein you can find on earth. By the way, nothing is equivalent to an egg. It has all the different amino acids that you would want to find, all intact. And we actually have seventy four percent protein inside. Not only that, the rest are actually micronutrients which are super important for our diet. So we're talking about vitamin, minerals, magnesium, calcium, iron, and all that actually comes in a great package of bioavailability, we call it, which basically says that everything you eat or 90% of what you eat stays inside your body. Now, this is a real game changer to the food industry. A lot of the products you would find on the shelves can say X grams of protein or whatever. Okay, but it doesn't mean that this is what stays inside your body. For example, take Popeye. Okay, what does Popeye eat? Do you remember? S- spinach, of iron, course. Right? Spinach, iron. This is how you get strong, right? <laughs> the only problem is with this story is that iron from spinach doesn't have any bioavailability to our bodies, meaning that physiologically, our body can't actually separate the iron from the spinach and let it absorb in our body. I've been eating
1: spinach for for 20 years because I wanted to get stronger through Popeye. And now you're breaking every conception ever. You should start eating
0: spirulina. You should start (laughs) eating spirulina. That would stay in your body. Including well, the iron. I'm, so, I'm
1: ready for my simply good package uh, now. As a as a food tech entrepreneur, you know. Okay, great. So so you figured out an, an innovative way of harvesting spirulina in the desert yeah. of all places. Uh, wh- what yeah. does this actually mean now for the market? How wh- what is the next step?
0: So so basically, when when we're looking at the protein industry, what we're talking about scale. Okay, so we're looking for yeah. things or products. scale really fast and that's three generations of protein. The first generation is actually animal based, okay? Animal or fish based, okay? Um, The second generation is plant based, which is what we all know, soybeans, pea protein, etc. The third generation, which I find is the most interesting and of course we're part of that generation as well, are actually bacteria, fungi, algae, the things that multiply really, really, really fast, okay? Um, So I think first of all, when we're talking about high scale, and this is what the food industry needs, it needs high scale. When we look towards the next 10, 20, 30 years, okay, we will have to have mass scale of products that know how to multiply really, really, really fast on a small land. you very efficient with energy, very efficient with water. Those are kind of like solutions we will need. Now, we're not the only solution, okay, out there. There's $1.8 trillion meat market only that needs to be disrupted. Okay? Yes. We're talking about 40% of that industry that will probably convert into alternative proteins within the next 15 years. So there's plenty of space for everybody. Yeah. So there's plenty of space for everybody, but only the ones who could actually scale themselves and be very efficient on how they do it, okay? Will be the ones that will take part in that game. This is at least our theory. Now, we believe that part of the things that we will see, part of the future products that we will see, and those are actually the R&D products that we're working on right now, are actually analogs. Okay, so think mm. of meat analog, and think of fish analog. So we're actually producing at the moment in our R&D lab, smoked salmon, made 100% out of spirulina. It will be in huh. the same color. It will have the no. same texture. It will have the same taste and smell. Not only that, it will actually be superior to the fish original, okay, because it will be clean of heavy metals, no antibiotics if we're talking about chicken breast, okay, and it will actually have more protein and more goodies inside the product. So you will have exactly the same feel and look and bite to what you have, only made out of a single ingredient, which is superior to the original one. This is the future. And we are only, I would say, less than a year from taking it out into the market.
1: That is so freaking cool. Okay, so so as soon as you're able to host me in your lab and and give it a taste, I I I want to take it. Sure. That that that's for sure. We'll do. Now, is there any connection, you know, obviously, you know, veganism is a growing trend, plant-based diets is a growing trend. How connected are those I lost you. can you can
0: you repeat the last question?
1: So veganism is a growing trend, plant-based diets is a growing trend. How connected are these trends that we hear about and and a lot of the activism around them to what is now the revolution that you're describing here in the food tech industry?
0: So 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 I think I think veganism uh is 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 definitely part of the trend, but I think that the main trend today that the food industry sees is actually flexitarian, okay? Flectarians are basically people who consume meat, okay? They have no dislike to meat, but they do consume less meat from all types of reasons, okay? It could be from animal welfare and from Mm -hmm. having some sort of sweet spot to that agenda. It could be also because they actually feel that it's better for themselves, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, meat consumption taking it down a bit and the fish consumption taking it down a bit is actually very beneficial to our biology and to our physiology, okay? to our bodies, basically. Not only that, it's actually beneficial also to their planet. So so at the end of the day, if we have good analogs and good alternatives, okay, that will provide us the same taste, the same look and feel, the same bite, and also the same nutrients that we would find in other products, there's no real reason to consume all the amounts of meat and fish that we actually consume. I see. Okay, and
1: so if, if we're taking it a step further, and yeah. and and we're looking a few years down the line. You know what what is happening in the ecosystem today in Israel besides simply good? And and where do you see us going in the next few years?
0: So so today Israel actually is a thriving ecosystem in everything that has to do with food tech. Um, I see, you know, we could we could we could basically put it on a, on a on a on the timetable, and then we can see different companies at different levels. Uh, or, di- or different entry points, basically. We can see early seed companies doing really disruptible stuff that have everything to do with the food tech, whether it's regarding sugar, whether it's regarding protein, whether it's regarding nutrients. Um, mm-hmm. We do see a very, a very big uh, a- alignment, basically, with, with health, food and health issues and food solutions. Food tech companies that are aiming towards specific solutions whether it's replacing sugar, whether it's alternative proteins, or whether it's bioavailability of different nutrients that you can find. So those are the kind of companies that you, could, that you will find in Israel. Not only that, actually, in the protein or alternative protein industry, we have a lot of companies today in Israel all along the scale, basically. Okay, from, from early seed, early entry point companies into companies that are already in the market. For example, you can see the cultured meat industry in Israel. I think we have about four or five companies on in cultured meat um, 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 segment um, that I right. think are breakthroughing basically through everywhere around the globe. Uh, Farms is, is I think, one of the most interesting companies you can find. We have um, in different alternative protein companies. Also, you have chickpea protein. You have soybean mm-hmm. technology being used all kinds of technologies that basically help us, whether it's extract more of the protein or get better quality protein, or get different nutrients out of different kinds of foods that we find. Now, it's not only in the food tech. You can't talk only about food tech, we have to sort of like move I, also- to Lior, I I, I, mean, I,
1: I, lost you. I lost you in the last sentence. Can you just repeat the last two sentences? Sure,
0: basically what, what I'm saying is when, when we're talking about the food tech industry, we have to remember the borderline that we have with the agri-tech world. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that what we're doing in Israel is actually reinventing agriculture. I mean, if you would come to visit in one of our farms in Israel, you will see hardly any manpower, hardly any people touching the procedure or the processes of producing the food. Now, you need to remember at the end of the day, when you're growing, for example, strawberries, you have people picking every single strawberry in the field. Now, let's mm-hmm. talk about automation. Let's talk about AI. Let's talk about big data. Okay? Right. The amount of right. data that we get out of our sensors inside the water is amazing. Okay? Now, this is the future of agriculture because it basically allows us to grow not only algae, by, by, by the way, but all the different types of foods that we can think of. It allows us to grow it on a higher scale, control it, get better quality, be more sustainable on what we do, harm the planet much less than what we used to, and get better food to the table. (laughs) But we need to remember that food, first of all, before everything, has to be tasty. If it's not tasty, we lost the game.
1: Yes, yes. And and I think that's a really, really, really important bottom line here. Now, take me back to your childhood, Leo. Were you always into impact? Is this something that since you were a kid, you knew that you wanted to do?
0: So actually, um, I I had this big dream of uh, working in the advertising industry when I was younger. Uh, Okay, very different. Very different. I also wanted to be a fireman at a certain point when I was really, really young. And that didn't happen, by the way, either um There's but still time. Um, i guess i guess since yeah totally but but i guess i guess since i finished the army um, it was obvious for me that i wanted to work and make money out of the passion and out of the heart of what i believe in which usually at that time that was like 15 years ago okay you would basically work at a certain job Okay, make money and then maybe donate or go and volunteer at where you're passionate. Okay, now that didn't make sense to me. I didn't want to volunteer at where my passion is and have a day job that, is, um, that, that basically I'm not passionate about. Okay, it just, it just didn't make sense. Now I tried building different models that would allow me basically to sort of like put the two uh, in alignment so that my day job will be my passion. And not only my passion, that it will be something that actually benefits the world, whether it's education, whether it's medtech, whether it's anything. Okay. and since a very young age, I decided that I will not touch anything that harms people or harms the world and that I will only do impact. And I was testing different models. I call it wearing different glasses, basically. Okay. from a very young age, I wore different glasses that allowed me to look at the world in a different way, in a different perception.
1: And so, is is that what inspires you today? This idea that you're you're building technologies, you're building solutions that are going to help others follow a similar path, whether they're intentional about it or not.
0: Totally, totally. That that, and I think that building an industry also. I mean, I mean yeah. those those are the two things that I strongly believe in. I don't believe in fast exits. I don't I don't have a problem with exits. Okay, but I believe that we need to have more of um, more, more, more mature companies, companies that actually lead an industry that are actually building an ecosystem around them that are showcasing other entrepreneurs and other, and other companies that you don't have to choose only the exit strategy. Okay. You can actually build something that will stay longer than us two. Okay. Now that's amazing for me that That aligned with impacting people's lives. That's it for me. You know, I've done my thing.
1: And what are three words you would use to describe yourself? Oh, uh,
0: all about impact. Today, all about it's impact. All about, impact. All about impact. You know, people, 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 people ask me, you know, whether this is philanthropy or whether this is making money, and how do those two things combine? Okay, if we're talking about an NGO, so we're talking about donations. Yep. If we're talking about pure capitalist. Companies we're talking about 100% making profits and 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 all aligned with that. For me, it's all one big circle in the middle. Okay, meaning you don't have to um, donate your money. You can actually make money out of doing good, and you don't have to be um, 100% capitalist. You can involve all kind of socialist models inside while still giving. The proper revenue and return to your investors at the same time as making the world much better, much similar to a social business or to an NGO at the other end. So it's all about impact. Uh, back in the days, I always felt like a black sheep in a way. <laughs> in the startup community, I was always the guy speaking about, you know, let's do good and social tech and stuff like that. And people were like, dude, the money is in the cyber, money is in the gaming industry. And on the other side, on the NGO side, people were saying, you know, God forbid, you wanna make money and you wanna make a lot of money. Now, I believe that those two can actually coexist and we need to have more companies that are thinking with this agenda and with this DNA.
1: I love it. So it's all about impact. Leo, Toda Rabba. This was such an inspiring Toda and enjoyable ar-raba. conversation. I can't wait to taste the new salmon and, uh, and, and uh, start getting shipments of Simply Good. I think it's, it's just For remarkable sure. what you're doing. And uh, thank you very, very much. Stay safe and stay healthy.
0: Thank you so much. Stay safe. Thank you, Mika. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.